everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. Yes. We're back. We're back. I'm Joanne Reed. And I am Jackie Reed. Well, welcome back, sister, cousin, Same friend. to you, cousin. How has been your break? It's been, I feel like it's been a couple weeks since we've been here. It's been a while, more yeah. than that. It's been since the holidays. It's been a few weeks, actually. We took a break. We took a little break. But little we break. do, we do, before we get into how we're doing, we did want to acknowledge some things that have been going on. Yes. Um, sending our prayers and thoughts to... The folks in Australia yep. and the brush fires that are going and burning out of control have been burning since September. It's crazy yeah. there. Um, John Lewis. Yes. I mean, John Lewis, the great uh, legendary John Lewis, civil rights uh, pioneer, um, of course, uh, announced that he has cancer. Stage four. Stage four. Um, but he is a fighter. We believe yeah. on God that he's going to be okay. Yeah. We we believe on, on God and uh, we're going to give him the Ruth Bader Ginsburg because Ruth Bader Ginsburg just announced cancer free. she's cancer free in her 90s. So we believe that Jimmy Carter, who recovered also from being ill. Very well. He's still out building houses. He's still building houses. So we think John Lewis is going to get the same grace. He needs to go see their doctors. A hundred thousand percent. Because, I mean, last year losing Elijah Cummings was so traumatizing, I, I think, for the country that I think, you know, these these people of this generation, these heroes from that generation, they're getting older and we need to appreciate them because they're so important to having gotten us where we are. John Lewis obviously was huge. By the way, there is a, a petition out there. People really want to have the Edmund Pettus Bridge in renamed after yes. him. Yeah, and it should be. It's absolutely. He bled for that. Be. He bled on that bridge. Yes, he did. That and Edmund Pettus so. was a Klansman. So. Who would be against that? Klansman. Well, <laughs> nobody cares. Confederacy about lovers. And also sending our prayers out to the folks in Puerto Rico who yes. have been through so much, and now most recently earthquakes. A, a, a six a level six earthquake, yeah. like really serious. So they I were know. really suffering again. They were pitched into darkness again. I blackouts. Know. Everything. So it's been rough uh, for the people of Puerto Rico. So we want to send out our love to them. We as definitely well. do. Um, so let's get into what we have been up to. Yes, ma'am. On this time off, holiday lady. Yeah. So what'd you do? I know you had a house full of people <laughs> well, for, for the Christmas. Right. So we, for the Christmas. For the Christmas. We hosted <laughs> the Christmas and the Thanksgiving. So we had two parties in a row. So when it came to New Year's, we originally played. We were like such a glutton. We thought for punishment, but you know, Jason and I were like, we'll throw a party. We'll do it like a you know nineteen nineteen theme, like you know flapper party. But then that quickly died off. You know, with family, we all looked at each other and we said, do we really want to do that? There's got we to don't. be somebody in that household. I don't know if it's the dog Our or the cat. That just when y'all come up with these ideas, it's just like said, please no. stop. Yeah, that's what happened. Is the daughter was like, <laughs> this is too much. No, yeah. uh, it doesn't sound good. So then we scaled it back to do a pajama party. You're going to do everybody come in your PJs, but. But then, you know, most of my cousins and everybody down there in Maryland, they were going to church. So they would be getting there at like 10, 11. Yeah. And so they we go like, to church on Christmas they before do, they come to you. No, on New Year's. Right? Oh, on so New this Year's. was New Year's because Christmas we Wait hosted. a minute. You did something for New Year's Eve too? Well, that's what I'm saying. We were going to do a New Year's party too because we had already done the Christmas and the Thanksgiving. Oh, so we were like Lord. three for three. Let's do a big New Year's, you know, you know, 1920s flapper party. And then we rolled that back as a daughter was like, that's insane. So we were going to make the New Year's into a pajama party. And then after a while, that kind of petered off and finally I just texted I texted my cousin group and I was like cousins I think we're just going to stand down I was so tired I didn't feel well this is why I don't understand you're coming off of being hospitalized <laughs> you know not even I, not too, even just sick you know hospitalized and yeah. you just it's just like you have these days off I know why do you plan so many events I don't know but this got unplanned and so everybody was very understanding we ended up you know we ended up doing New Year's my daughter, uh, um, Jason, and myself, we ended up watching 
um, the marathon of the Twilight Zone. Oh, and which then, one? The Jordan Peele one? Or no, the, old the original one. one. Oh, okay. So we watched the marathon. Uh, we sat there in our PJs. We did not have a party. And it wasn't that wonderful. It was wonderful. And then at about 10 minutes till we turned to Dick Clock's Rockin' Eve. I called my godmother, as I always do, right at midnight. Um, I, our sons called us to say Happy New Year just after midnight. And that was it. Called See? my sister, my brother. Lean into calls. that. Remember that moment. <laughs> the next time you're like, you know what? <laughs> we should have a party. I'm having a party. Let me tell you, before you start planning your party <laughs> for your next birthday next December, think about this. <laughs> think about that peace that you had. Oh, it was wonderful. It was on, so quiet. I don't know what gets into you. I don't know. And I drink. What is it? Were you a, a, a promoter in college? <laughs> no. Were you at Harvard? Like, you know, fun, 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 fun. I, I was fun, 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 fun. I was out every weekend. I mean, when I was in college, I really did. Because I was, you know, I grew up relatively sheltered with a West Indian mama so who didn't let us go nowhere. Mind. I lost my mind in college. I was going out all the time. I was always out. And also I had a lot of depression issues. So I didn't yeah. want to be home because I'd be too depressed. Yeah. So I needed to be out always. I was just, I didn't want to be home. So I was always trying to be out. Because it was out. not long after your mother had my died. My mother had just died. So yeah. I was like, I just could not be home. So I was yeah. always out somewhere. But I'm not young anymore. I've run out of gas. Girl, remember, I need you to, to package this up, <laughs> to bottle this. Put it in your refrigerator. Yeah. And just say. The uh, gasless tank. Yeah, girl. It's, it's over. But what about you? Cousin Jackie, what did you do? You don't turn around and tell me you threw a party or went I to d- one. I did not. Okay, what did you Every do? Christmas is the same for me. Christmas and New Year's. We got to do both. Quiet. Quiet. I like quiet because yeah. I have days off from the TV yes. show that I do. Yes. We have a nice long break. Mm-hmm. And I like peace. I partied enough. <laughs> I have done it. Unless the Obamas are saying, Jackie. Word. We are having a private party. No, we're just having a party. Come. Jay-Z and Beyonce, I'm there. Yes. Other than that, I've been there. I've done that. Mm -mm. Fair. I want to relax because my sanity is most important. So for me, Christmas, I have a girlfriend. Shout out to Curtis Austin, Dr. Austin. Um, She and I have been doing Christmas together for at least the last 10 years. Maybe 12 years. Okay. She always comes to my place. She, I do all the sides. Yeah. She usually fries a turkey. Okay. But she is actually the one who um, will, is very excited about veganism. And she's like one. She'll try anything. She's like, yeah. oh, girl, I'll do it. So once I started cooking a vegan Christmas, mm-hmm. she was like, no problem. I said, for my boyfriend yeah. and you, yeah. I said, I'll make some salmon. Okay. And sh- I said, bring something that's not vegan. So yeah. she brought like a lobster ravioli that she made. Mm-hmm. And some other pasta dish, seafood dish, um, and so she, we have gotten together all these years for Christmas. It's either the two of us, or it's other people who can't go home for Christmas. Right. And so we just gather, we play games. We have. She always comes in her Santa hat. Yeah. We always have a good time. Most of the times, it's been just the two of us in our pajamas. Yes. Having a Christmas, and it is wonderful yeah wonderful so she joined myself and my boyfriend and we yeah. had a wonderful christmas you did a friendsmas yes yes it's very nice got my tree which i'm very proud of okay. it was just wonderful fabulous and, and, and what I about new a Year's? wonderful vegan but wait but you you actually prepared fish for yeah i don't listen my boyfriend is not vegan right so and you know we live together so we are living in sin yeah, living so we in live sin. together so you know if he wants some fish and yeah. i'm cooking something i'll make him some but how can you actually cook it cuz you are you are the kind of vegan that's for animal love i am so you can prepare animal i don't cook um 
steak and all that. That I'm not doing. You can't do it. Okay. But fish, I'll do for him. Okay. Because Jesus made fish. Uh, well. I mean, it's good enough for Jesus. Well, come on now. <laughs> Did everything that was written in the Bible actually happen? I mean, it says it in there. That doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> it was all translated <laughs> and written by men. And written by men. What's in there? I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. listen, so, don't yeah. get me started with what's in the Bible when Ooh, it comes to homosexuality Jesus. and so many other things. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot people of stuff find in what there. They want. People know, find what they want. They do. But the fish thing really in there, though. Was Jonah really in the whale's mouth? I mean, maybe they just got eaten and they tried to spin it positive so that people wouldn't be depressed and scared of fish. I think they're just... Maybe the guy literally went in. You know, I think with the Jonah thing, that could be one of those situations where all the villagers were like, oh my God, Jonah got eaten by a fish. And people were so scared, they were like, let's spin it positive and say he got out later. No. Here's what happened. You're an idiot. Here's what happened. Because <laughs> people going to be scared of fish. And if they don't fish, somebody, we going to starve. Let me tell you, somebody in the little village said, Jonah ate a big fish. And by the time the story got told and told again and told again, somebody said a big fish ate Jonah. So it's a he had indigestion, but they said he was digested. They exactly. just got it backwards. They got it was all messed it up. Was backwards. It started be- out as something completely different. Mm-hmm. Jesus gave those people <laughs> vegan food. Somebody by the end of it, it was fish. Or what happened was Jesus came by and he said, "Listen, let me let me just keep it real with y'all. I'm poor. Listen, my, my I'm a carpenter. I ain't got no money, so y'all can get this bread right here." And that one black person said, "You know, he done served us a meal without no fish." And by the time the translation got because you know how they be coming to your wedding and say, that's right. all they putting on the plate? Right. So right. he said, that's all he giving us on the plate? Right. And by the time it got down to the Bible, it was like, and you served everyone to fish. Everyone had fish. <laughs> everyone had fish. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one black person be like, mm, What was it, two fish and put. five loaves of bread? Five fed, loaves like, all of bread those people? and two fish. And by, by the time it got back, it, it really had been, the black person was like, you mean that? That Negro only brought five <laughs> loaves of bread and two fish. That's all he brought for all of us. And they said, you know what? That is Jesus. So we ain't going to talk bad about him. Let's yeah. just say it was enough for everybody. Let's say everybody Let's got just say something. it was enough for everybody. <laughs> we don't want to talk bad about Jesus. Let's just say it was enough right. for everybody. It was enough for everybody. Yeah. Everybody ate. Oh, Jesus, that was wonderful. Thank you. Yes. But really, mm-hmm. they were saying, mm-hmm. don't never eat from him. I ain't even get to see the fish. <laughs> I didn't even get to taste none and of it. no hot sauce. Who come to a party and only bring five loaves and, and two fish? And he knew fish? all of us were coming. He knew we were all coming. Because he knows everything. <laughs> I mean, God is daddy, right? <laughs> Why he ain't bringing up fish? <laughs> but by the time it got in there, they said, let's spin it positive for Jesus. Enough for everybody. He fed them all. <laughs> Next chapter. <laughs> chapter three. <laughs> Move on. Well, for New Year's Eve, I actually went to church. Okay. There you go. You went. You like my cousins. All, I did. Church. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, my boyfriend and I, we always go around and around about what we want to do. But we were like, you know what? Let's just go to church. Okay. So we went to the early service and we were like, instead of going to a restaurant and everything, let's just go home mm-hmm. and just ring in the new year there. And it was perfection. There you go. It was perfect. Yeah. Church service was great. You know, I go to CCC mm-hmm. with yeah. A.R. Bernard. Yep. That That's was wonderful. That's on and popping live. Yeah, it was nice. And they do two services. They do one where they actually ring in. The, the midnight new, service. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that called? The watch service. The watch, yeah. And But we went to the 730 service. Okay. Which was fantastic. And so that was my New Year's Eve. And then I, you know, I cooked my greens earlier that day. Okay. My collards. Yeah. Made my black eyed peas. And there you go. And for New Year's Day, I'm gonna be rich and what is it? Are you lucky for what's near the I don't green? Know. The black eyed peas I think is are, are for luck and the greens are for wealth. Oh, I didn't know that, girl. Every year I make Ooh, sure I have. I got them. to do I don't that. Know what's 
what I'm so seeing. next time if if next year you want to come rain in so we're next year I might I might actually do something for New Year's because next are year's you be already talking about having a party? But wait, hold on, let me explain. No, because next year's twenty twenty. But this year was twenty twenty. See, that's what I always it, okay. Th- now tell me how you think of it. Is it when do you celebrate the year? Is it the year that it comes in? So well, we is get, right. was it this year is twenty twenty? Yeah. Or is it next year is New Year's Eve of 2020 or 2021. It's I never get that right. I know. I agree with you on that. But next year, the reason that I'm saying that, I think next year doesn't matter because this year we are either going to see a change in the weather, meaning that the election goes in the direction of the Democrats and we have no more <laughs> madness, or You're the so world cute. is basically coming to an end. So next, I feel like this coming New Year's, I will do something because it's either going to, we're going to have to know what the election this results This is going to be are. the 1999. This was going to be our Y2K. This It'll is going to be, they say 2000, zero, zero, party over. Oops, out of time. So that's what's happening. So I feel like the end of this year. It's the end of the world as we Hello. know it. Or it's either the beginning of the redemption of America where we put things back mm. or it's here we go, y'all. Because if this guy gets reelected, he's going to get buckle re-elected. your seatbelts. Buckle your seatbelts, then. Because I don't. I mean, the destruction, the the the, re, the revenge fantasies, the madness. I mean, all the people who would know anything, they'll all leave. Mm-hmm. And so he's already down to the dregs in his national security team. He's down to the C and D team in his yeah. defense department. He's he's well, he gutted. so badly about everybody. Well, and everybody's yeah, quit. The professionals been are gone. Fired. They're all gone. So you're down to They're the... They're all yes people. You're down to the D team. That are not qualified. And the next election, the next Like term, all of the judges that he's appointed across hello? the country. Hello? We're going to be down to the F team. Yeah. Running America. Well, we'll... So g- we need to party either because we are grateful or because of our, it's our last shot. Well, let me tell you something. Whatever reason we're partying for and whatever party that there is, you're not throwing it. <laughs> How about that? But wait, so my so my so my 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 but my best buddy came up there for Christmas though. She mm-hmm. came up. Well, she came up right before New Year's. She went home before New Year's. But we found some of the we found a great restaurant. So here's the other. We found a really terrific restaurant. You have to go to if we go. And I think and they do have vegan options oh, for you. Okay, they're a fabulous black owned restaurant um, in Maryland. Okay. Um, and it's uh, called Carolina Kitchen. And it was really great. So we've mm-hmm. discovered some like because she's the type that will find a good restaurant. Yeah. So we I found like little spot. You know what I mean? That because no, I didn't even know it was there, and I've yeah. been there for over. Year. Oh, it's near where you live. It's not far from where I live. Oh, it's like nice. a good yeah. So now I've got a few spots to, to take you to. So you got to come down. Oh, I definitely you got to come down. I need to. I'll you know I'll be there um, for NABJ. Oh, so you need to come down. Yeah, you and bring bring the boyfriend. We can all we can do double date. We can go. We're out. trying. You know, we were just all on the phone last night yes. trying to uh, lock you work. guys down. Let's do for it for a double date. We got to do it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, so no parties for you. The, that needs to be <laughs> whatever happens. I ain't throwing it. Yes. What What's the other thing that happened was we did something really. Fun. Girl, we did something huge, huge, huge. Yes. So many people were like, I can't believe you were there. We went to SNL yes. to see Eddie Murphy, the Eddie the Murphy. The Eddie Murphy. This was the biggest. SNL. It was the biggest thing. Thing ever. And I it could was, not believe it. So it was you, Jackie Reed, me, myself, Joanne Chris, Reed, Chris Witherspoon. Chris Witherspoon, and Alexis Stodgell, who's my guru of social media Love and her. friend on AM Joy. We went, and it was the best thing ever. And both our boyfriends, or my, my husband, your boyfriend, yeah. both dropped out. Couldn't go. Couldn't go. So Chris and Alexis won the lottery. Yes, they did. And when I tell you, first of all, thank you to Lee, my friend Lee, Lee Strauss, who, it, without him, this would not have happened. I asked months ago and didn't think he would be able to do it and didn't ask and did not follow up. Mm-mm. Somehow he got to the right person, to the right person, to the right person and made it happen. God bless him. God bless we him. We got to go. And was it not... 
It Historic. was magical. It was it was my first time going to SNL, period. I had never even been in that studio. Right. So for me, just walking down that hallway and, you know, seeing all the photographs of past shows and past cast members, you know, from from early, you know, from the inception of the show. Yeah. It was just incredible. But then to be in that studio and see how they put it all together. But to see Eddie Murphy walk out there yep. and do his monologue. And with and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock all Tracy, Morgan, there, Tracy Morgan, all and together. Kenan, Kenan and Thompson, Kenan Thompson. All came out. It was, it was just, you I, know, I've never experienced People were posting like and that. saying they're going to tell their kids that's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> And I might too. <laughs> well, it's true what they said about now. Ne- you know about Netflix, and you know this is half of Netflix budget, budget. standing on the stage because yeah. all of them are making so much money. But I love the fact that Eddie Murphy is having this moment. Yeah. You know he was nominated for the Golden Globes. Let's we'll talk about that in a minute. For my name is Dolomite. Yep. Hosting SNL first yep. time after thirty five yep. years. Going back and doing stand up again. Yes. Go- he's going to have a stand up special on Netflix and coming to America. The sequel comes out Cannot this year. Wait. And Bad Boys. And Bad Boys. Another. Is oh, he wait. Ba- he's no, not Bad Boys. Sorry. I forgot. Don't make me come <laughs> over there. I will be. What? I'll Bad Boys. That's Will Smith. Yes. And Martin <laughs> Lawrence. And Martin Lawrence. I'm going to fight The you. other comedian. <laughs> it's all, they all run together. <laughs> they do. All black people. Not. Stop it. No <laughs> more wine for revoked. you. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, yes. Bad Boys. I was just thinking uh, things coming back that were like <clears throat> classics. Yes. You're right. Coming Long to line. America. But yes. So many wonderful things that yeah. he, it's just like he's coming back. And if you watch his interview with Jerry Seinfeld, uh, co- comedians and cars getting coffee. Well, I did that interview. You did? Hello? Comedians and cars getting coffee? Well, I mean, I did the interview with them that runs with it. So if you go and watch that Shut. series, I went to wait, California wait. and interviewed them. You didn't see that in the series? No. It's on Netflix. I saw the series. I flew all the way out there to LA and I interviewed both of them at an event when? for the Netflix series. You remember can... this? No, but I th- where can I see this? It's on so in the same series of comedians with cars. Yes. This was a piece that they put with it. It's like a special that was an extra. I interviewed them, the two of them. What? I didn't tell you this story together Girl, you don't remember this no yes i flew out there you be keeping stuff away from me. i went to la and i interviewed the two of them it's the first i remember time I you went to la one. and that, you know how you were running around doing yes. a million things you That's said you were I going did. out there to interview jerry seinfeld you yes. did not mention eddie. eddie murphy yes ma'am. you didn't say with eddie it was with eddie and it was for the debut of comedians with cars here's what you say i'm interviewing eddie murphy <laughs> And Jerry Seinfeld. No, that's what it was for. You say Eddie, but you didn't say that. You I said, did. No, you I'm didn't. I'm pretty sure I talked I about it on this you, podcast. No. You don't remember that? I would remember. She oh. did. You didn't did I not say mention it. this? No. And, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I Un- interviewed the two of them. And it was so weird because I had. I, Together? You know, he, yes. And let me tell you real quick. The story is they asked me, Netflix asked me to do it. They were like, come out there because he's doing this new Comedians with Cars and they want you to interview the two of them on stage. So I fly out there. First of all, Ed, uh, Jerry Seinfeld calls me on my cell phone to confirm, which was were shocking. Were you expecting this call? They said he's going to call you, but I was like, he's never going to call me. I pick up the phone and all of a sudden, hey, Joy, it's Jerry. And was he it, sounds just like Jerry was Seinfeld. It, was it blocked? Was it a private number? It was a. It was not blocked. It was his actual number. Was he calling you from a cell phone? From a, it must have been from a cell Did phone. Did you save the number? Probably shouldn't say that on this recording, but kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he calls me, Give me and your he's phone. telling me the whole, you know, this is what I want it to be. Here's how I want it to go. I don't want it to be political. We don't want to get into politics. He gives me the whole thing. So I fly out there. Jason went with me. We meet Eddie and him. 
and I interviewed them on stage. They played a preview of, of an Dolem, audience, a big audience full of people, a lot of more industry people. You did not tell me this. You this did is crazy. not mention it on I our podcast. That's because you got too much going on. That's why the, I missed it. How do you not mention this? I don't know. So we go and, you know, my friend Lachelle Sargent was there. Yeah. I invited a couple of people. We we interview him. I interview him on stage in front of this big audience full of industry wait, people. Wait, And they recorded it and it's on the series. Wait, if you download no, the series. Stop. What did you wear? Fabulous dress. So I got a dress that was, um, I can't remember the, uh, what's the name of the company? It's downstairs. Maje. I had a dress from Maje. You know that company, that Maje downstairs? downstairs? They have the store downstairs. It's a really cute little shop downstairs. The crazy looking shoes? No. Maje has really cute stuff. So I got a Maje dress, went and spent a little, you know, a few hundred dollars on it. Flew out there, interviewed them. The dress was super cute. I don't know why you don't do Rent the Runway, but go on. I should, well, you know what? I, I've never tried Rent the Runway. I'm going to have to try it. But, um, yeah, so I do this interview, and they wind up telling me that they included it in the package that's with Comedians with Cars. Oh, wait. And they play a Dolomite preview. Stop. So you wore this Maje dress. Yes. Um, we're on the stage. Yeah. What ch- type of chairs were you sitting in? Were you <laughs> in the middle of them? Was it you on one side, them on the other side? Were you sitting? Were you standing? Were you in bar stools? No. We I need in, you to recreate this. We were in chairs. This is huge. I know. And it was, I'm sitting on stage. I'm in one like sort of comfy chair and they're in two next door comfy chairs yeah. on the stage. Right. I introduced the two of them and then I just interviewed them for like a half an hour. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Okay. What was Eddie like? So, (laughs) (laughs) the thing that was kind of weird about it is that, let me start start backwards. Jerry Seinfeld is one of the most down-to-earth, nicest people I've ever met. I don't know why you keep wanting to lead with Jerry Seinfeld, who I love, and I think it's hilarious. But you keep burying Eddie. I'm I'm just going to say. Go on. He was very, very, uh, here, here's a picture from it. He was, Jerry was super nice and down to earth. I've never seen this photograph. No? No. So. I'm so pissed that you didn't tell me about this, but go on. So, so Jerry was like normal, nice. You just what He's just like on the TV show. Right. Eddie is not what you would expect, at least when I met him. What was he like? He was extremely serious. I was surprised at how not jokey nervous. he was. He, right. And afterwards, we were told by some of his people around him that he was nervous, which I'm like, he's Eddie Murphy. There's no reason to be nervous. But you saw the episode of Comedians in Cars. I did coffee. watch it. They played it. And so he's talking about... Listen, because it really gave me a lot of insight, not only into who he is, but what he's been dealing with this whole time. You know, and people have been like, "Is has he lost his his touch? Is he afraid? Right. Is he dealing with fear of going yeah. on stage and doing stand up?" And then you remember the whole 40th anniversary for SNL. 100%. People were expecting so much more. He yep. came out there for a hot minute, and yep. then that was it. And that was it. So people are like, "What's going on?" Yeah. But in that episode, as yeah. you know. He talked with Jerry Seinfeld about, listen, I would just sit on my couch. I yep. hang out with my kids and I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's hard for me to do the, to prepare material because to go out there and do stand up before it's out, yeah. everybody's talking about the jokes are old by the time they come out. And not only that, but he also has the thing that Dave Chappelle faced, which was that nowadays it used to be that comedians could go out and they could work out their scenes, work out their right. sets. Now people are in there with a phone. Yeah. And before your seat, before you even, you know, do your proper yeah. show, people have leaked all the That's jokes. That's what I'm saying. And you're being criticized for jokes that you were just working out. Right. So you can't work out. Because remember, Dave Chappelle got in huge trouble because he was working out jokes that offended yeah. people. Yeah. And then people got offended before he even launched his full special. Yeah. The jokes were already pre-offending people. And so we, one of the questions I asked him was, do you worry about offending people with your jokes? Is, are there, is there a line you won't cross? Yeah. And he said, basically, the line is, is it funny? 
and that like he's like he wouldn't do a joke that was mean but not funny yeah and that he would do a joke and risk offending people as long as it's funny yeah but he was interesting he was just a very serious cat I I, I think he was nervous I don't know I just know that I mean a lot like of, I know him I I don't know but I'm, I don't know but most comedians <clears throat> that I've met are serious and most dramatic actors that I've met are light well most comedians that I've been around have you know when when they're in public they're kind of uh, playful and they try to be funny a lot some comedians like a DL Hughley for example yeah, oh, he's always is always, always serious right yeah but he, he makes jokes here and there but yeah. they're usually you know they, he kind of goes back to being serious but like um, J. Anthony Brown, for example, and yeah. we just had Michelle Buteau on our show today. Just like Kate McKinnon, yeah. um, just our people, even though she's just so shy yeah. and introverted, but there are people um, who try to be really funny, See, even I though they the deal, even though they deal, they they may not be, they deal with a lot of darkness right. in their personal lives, and yeah. that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. Mm-hmm. I feel like when they're they try to be on, when they're on, when right. they're, like to, so to be in that setting in front of an audience yeah. for him to be serious is because it's like Robin um Williams. Yeah. You know what I mean? On a on a on a, like a lot of comedians when they're on a stage, they come to life. They come to life. You don't right. see that. I agree with you. I think a lot of comedians person, have a though, lot of not. darkness. Yeah. I find that like when you meet like a Robert De Niro Robert He's De Niro not a comedian? No, no, no. But I'm saying when you meet like a serious actor like him, like oh, I, when, oh. like I've met him a couple of times. He and was he on is your sweet. Show. He was on the show. It was like a dream come true. Very but great. he was he's like sweet and like kind of funny. Whereas comedians I've met pretty consistently when they're not on are serious. And it's, it's, it's they're surprisingly not funny and they're surprisingly a little dark. It depends. I mean, I've worked with so many comedians being a part of Tom Joyner's show. Yeah. And so we're all on the cruise together. Like, I know a lot of comedians. Yeah. And... I, I think that there's a darkness there with a lot of them um, just because of the lives that they led right. through their childhood, mm-hmm. what they're going through. And that's where, again, they draw a lot of their material. But when you meet them, I don't think that they show they show that right away. Right. Um, but but anyway, so depends, he was dark. Yeah. He seemed dark. He seemed like serious. <clears throat> yeah. Like I expected him to be like funnier, like or not funnier, but sort of jokier. But he yeah. was not. I mean, just, I'm talking about Offset, not I think Onset. He was offset, he was extremely serious. I think within that whole episode and of quiet. Comedians in Cars, I think he seemed nervous. But then yeah. that's why I was so happy at SNL to see him do so well. Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like he had he gotten go. over whatever hump. Because I was worried after that interview with Jerry Seinfeld. I yeah. was like... You know, is he ready for this? Is is he is he? You know, but when I saw it, I was like, Eddie Murphy is back. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, not that he, well, he did kind of leave. He he admitted himself. He was kind of a recluse. You know, sitting yeah. in the house, but with ten kids, with ten kids, yeah, ten kids he has. Now, I know from different marriages, but yeah, yeah. So I think he has five with or just one mom. We're different relationships. I think with one <laughs> with his ex wife, he has five. Just yes, with one. he does. Yeah, and then he has, a, I think, an infant with his yeah, most he has another baby wife. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. But he talks often about how much he loves his kids. They yes. were all there for the show. Yes. We went to the rehearsal. We went yes, um, and a lot of the better kids, show to go to. Well, and his kid, a lot of his kids were at this. Was it was we're at the thing that we did for Netflix? Oh, really? So some of his older, so a couple of his older daughters were beautiful, were there. His kids are all They're very, very good looking. Yeah. All yeah, of them. Yeah. And so Every a couple of them were there. Them. And, yeah. you, you know, so he was, he just, well, I'm just saying the contrast between him and Jerry Seinfeld was very marked. Because yeah. Jerry Seinfeld seemed to be going out of his way to be funny and jovial. And he was yeah. the opposite. Well, because but it was an honor to meet him. I, I think he's coming out of his shell. I mean, yeah. think about it. I don't know if you went home and watched 
um, Saturday Night Live after the rehearsal that we saw. Not and, that night, but later. Yeah, and it just seemed like he was even more relaxed. Like yes. the Gumby thing yeah. on the um, on the news which set, hysterical, which sorry. was hysterical. I thought he leaned even more into, into it. it. And I think the more he's out, I think the more he'll come back to life. I think when you interviewed him, and I, again, I'm guessing, I don't know, <laughs> that he was um, still kind of coming out coming of Coming out of his Because in that interview, I think he seemed really shy yeah. and just very serious mm-hmm. in that interview. Yeah. Um, which surprised me. And so the thing that was the most fun about it was this was the first time they ever had debuted the, um, I, the My Name is Dolomite clip. So oh. we played it, and because it was a lot of industry people that yeah. were in the audience, like Bill Maher was there. Really? It was like a lot of industry type people and agents and stuff like wow. that. It was crazy. But um, they played the, the debut of it, and afterwards he was. That was his most smiley. Was after he showed that. Why did they show? Why did they do this for that particular episode of Comedians in Cars getting coffee? Why that it, was the debut episode for the new season. Ah, okay. So that the Eddie Murphy episode was the was the comeback was the you know sort of the debut big okay. debut okay. for the new season of Comedians with Cars. Okay. So they wanted to do it big, and nice. they just it was like a very L.A. kind of thing. Where I love that. It was cool. I it love that cool. you did it. I know. And Jason went with me. We had a really good time. Like did I said, you we had take a few pictures friends. with like selfies? And yeah, stuff? I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to find them in my phone. But we have. Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about. But all at of the this. time, my employers were really, you know, wanting me to, like, not, like, be 100% on social media. Because this was around the same time that Trump went after me. Oh, yeah. So I was not able to be on social media the way I wanted uh, to be. So did you post the pictures of I Eddie posted, and- yes, I posted one or two pictures on my on my Instagram and on my um, Twitter. I missed all of this. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. Well, we went to the show, not only Dave Chappelle, but the great Lizzo. Yeah. It was, a, I'm saying Dave Chappelle, not Dave Chappelle, um, Eddie Murphy. Yes. And Lizzo. And it was they incredible. It they was such great. a great experience. I, the only thing that was missing for me is I really thought he was going to do James Brown in the hot tub. Oh, I know, but there were so many things he could have done. But yeah, yeah, I thought he was going to do that. That would have been I missed good. that. But we, Gumby was funny. Gumby was funny. He was funny. Yeah, there were a couple things that I thought they could have left out. The one with the crazy cakes I thought was weird. Like, I know was that, that was weird. What was that? But that's SNL. It's got to be some stuff that you're some like. Stuff what you're the just fuck? like. Mm-mm, but leave I that was out. happy because SNL to me has a history of. When they have black people hosting yep. of not writing well, not for writing them. well for them, not yes. great skits. Yep. They um, they not they stereotype. It's yep. like the type of stuff that they do. It's like, you know, this actor or actress, you know, is is very talented and has a broad body of work. You can yeah. do more than, you know, what you're doing. It's very limiting to me, and I'm I'm usually very disappointed. Yeah, the best to me, the best SNL that they've had with a black person on it besides Eddie Murphy was Carrie Washington and Dave Chappelle. I thought the Carrie Washington episode the last time she was on I thought was good. Oh, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. When she played Michelle when she did the Michelle Obama they had, that's what I'm saying it was like all these just her being black and she could do so much more than that. She played the African princess. She did, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like was funny. Especially on the SNL scale because it ain't as funny as it used to be Mm-mm. and I thought that was pretty funny and also Dave Chappelle obviously Dave was hilarious. Dave Chappelle was but I thought Jamie Foxx's wasn't good. I didn't think Kevin Hart's was good and not yeah. because of them because right. they're very talented it just wasn't written right I just felt it wasn't written right yeah so I was worried black about writers. they need more black writers they definitely do and they Leslie do. Jones is gone is now. gone and yeah. well yeah and I always felt like everything they did for her was so stereotypical I felt that she way too she was just one character all the time but I think that she was a part she was a writer she was writing it so and it, yep she was writing she that she played a hand in and all I think that. her self esteem led into what she was writing for herself because I've now seen her do regular Mm stand-up and she is hysterical. She's got a stand-up special coming out and you know who produced it? Who? The creators of Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, What? Yes. 
I know. What? It's crazy. That's crazy to me. They but yeah, she's directed funny. and pro- directed and produced her comedy special that's coming out. Interesting, because, you know, they fell off after Game of Thrones and had that thing they were going to do about slavery still being yeah. a thing. Yeah. So I'm, I have a little side eyes for them. And the way they ended Game of Thrones, didn't like it. So I have a little side eye for I'm them. with you, too. Love but it. but she did this whole Game of Thrones thing on social media where yeah. she would always kind of recap. Comments. And mm-hmm. so they clearly okay. um, love her. Well, we, did, we, we didn't talk about the Golden Globes. Uh, and I was going to say, I missed it. I saw the text messages from you and Chris Witherspoon that y'all, and I forgot it was even happening because I wasn't interested this year, but there are no black people. Well, were very Cynthia few. Erivo, Which I Beyonce was there um, and in, in a bit of a controversy, did not stand up for Joaquin Phoenix when he oh. was, when he won his award. Oh. Um, and everybody was like standing ovation. And there's a shot of her sitting at a table near his Ooh. and just sitting and looking. And why? <laughs> Who was he nominated against? Um, I want to say Eddie Murphy. Oh, and yes, somebody. Eddie I don't Murphy. know why she didn't stand up. I mean, her feet could have been hurting. Listen, I've been for in real. situations where I did not stand up because I'm like, I'm just not doing My this dress ain't hurt. fitting right. That's right. I can't. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But she didn't stand up and it, you know, people were talking about it. Mm. Trolls were talking about it. But the Golden Globes had a lot of great moments of even though there were not, you know, when they see us was not nominated. I was just I can't I will never get over. Was it. Watchmen nominated? No. See, that's why I didn't watch. There's a lot of stuff. But Eddie was nominated. Cynthia Revo, uh, Billy Porter. Oh, um, did anyone win? Beyonce was nominated. Not one. Not one. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss nothing. No, but the red carpet was interesting. And see, you know, I heard that the red carpet was substandard this year. They did not have. It was interesting. It wasn't great, but it yeah. was interesting. Okay. There were some interesting things that happened there, but it was. Okay. Great. But it, it wasn't, wasn't great. great red carpet. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the the uh, Academy Awards will be better, right? That's Monday, and that so we'll see. I don't know if I will watch it because I just assume that the same kind of films are going to be nominated. I yeah, because now it's just movies. It's just movies, and so it, hopefully Queen and Slim, which you know the the creators of that said that they tried to get members of the Golden Globe Academy to watch it. They had a special screening. Yeah, they said only a few of them showed, showed up. up. Yeah. Um, so hopefully the Academy will acknowledge Queen of Slim. Mm, Have you seen mm. this yet? Not yet. It's on my list. I haven't seen it yet. Honey. Well, let me tell you what I did is I, my <laughs> middle child who's in theater, uh, Jamar, uh, com- convinced myself and our oldest, uh, my oldest daughter, we went and saw Cats. I wish you could see my face, y'all. And uh, all I can say is I've never actually done cocaine. <laughs> but, but everybody I in that movie <laughs> is on cocaine. Watching, when you watch Cats, you will get the sense of what it's like to be high on cocaine. Because it strikes me that probably what Cats really is about is that Andrew Lloyd Webber did a lot of drugs. And then he saw a cat and said, Cats, what if they could dance? <laughs> Musical. Musical. What if they could sing? What How is Idris thing? Elba in this? Oh, let me just tell you something. In my mind, <clears throat> Idris Elba could be my uh, alternate universe husband until Cats. Really? It was the. It was. It. It was a. It, it was took a, him down a notch. It took him down a notch. It. It made me so angry for him, <laughs> <laughs> and at him for doing that. Oh my goodness. To himself, Jason Derulo, great singer. Yeah. Great singer. Yeah. But it was so ridiculous and absurd, and they looked creepy, and it was crazy. And Jennifer I can't... Hudson singing memories. Brilliant voice, genius. She was the best thing in it. It was her singing voice, but come on, baby. Really? Mm-mm. I just I pack with stars. Say. Yeah, pack with stars. Listen, Dame Judi Dame Dench. Judi Dench was in it. Ian I mean, McKellen is Ian in McKellen it, right? is in it. This is like a star-studded cast. It's star-studded. Uh, the little girl who everybody always gets mad at the, the pop Taylor singer Swift. Taylor Swift yeah. is in it. It it what a waste. Of all that money and talent, the the late night host was in it. The the one who James does the, Corden. James Corden. Yeah, just 
I mean, packed with talent. Nothing but stars. Nothing but stars and just a drugged out fantasy. Uh, it was horrifying. Did you ever see the movie? <laughs> I mean, the music. I, I saw the play, too, and I was... Literally just as horrifying. The only thing that was better about this than the play is that they couldn't actually crawl around the theater and you think they're going to come at you. Because in the theater, they start crawling around the room and I was like, I will punch a cat in the face <laughs> if that comes near me. Don't come here. Don't, don't, don't crawl over here. Oh crawl over, over there. Oh crawl over that side. Don't crawl by me. Criminal. <laughs> it was criminal. I, I knew it was a bad idea. When I saw the trailer, I was like, what the actual mm-hmm. fuck? My son loved it. He was like, it's great. He, but he did, but he's he a theater person. And he's a theater person. See, the, that's and he was the an thing. usher in Cats. He See, was an usher with But it. listen, this is what you have to remember about actors that you are, uh, that you crush on, right? Mm-hmm. When you're attracted to a Denzel Washington, an Idris Elba, a Brad Pitt, whomever, you have to remember that they all come from this school of thinking yes. that they had to play cats, they had to do something, they had to pretend yes. they were a cat <laughs> or something. Something they had to like be a cat. They had to be in a class, like yes. an acting class. That's true. You know what I mean? It's like that's what they do. They they are not these cool people that you see on the record. That's not it. They are somebody (laughs) who is like jazz hands, cat. I'm a cat. (laughs) They they are those people. They are. They are theater people. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is who they are. So when you get with actors and you expect for them to be, you know, equalizer and all that, no. Cats. Yeah, the cat. Except Samuel L. Jackson, who I suspect would never be a cat. He, they probably asked him, and he said, "Motherfucker." He probably no. said, "Motherfucker, I ain't gonna be no, <laughs> I ain't gonna be no cat. I ain't crawling around <laughs> with no tail." Yes, I agree with that. Being no cat, I I agree with that. Samuel L. Jackson was probably like, "No, no, bitch, please." You think Will Smith would have done it? Yeah, he would. He might have played a pigeon. He might have done it. He might have done it. I mean, he played the the genie and things like. I think he gets into that. Which he's was an so actor. great though. Was it good? See, I yeah. never saw it because it was creepy. Oh, to me. Aladdin. It was looked so creepy. Good. No, it was good. It was good. His character freaked me out a little bit, so yeah. I never saw it. But I may yeah. all go back and see it on. Yeah, any on actor. DVR. I think you have to factor in. Uh, you know, there be a cat. A degree of corniness. Of corniness. Of corniness in yeah. there. That's you true. know, they're not just 100% cool. And That's true. Jennifer Hudson, though, I have to say, her voice is spectacular. Yes, I, I agree. No, there's, it's flawless. Her flawless. voice is flawless. Flawless. I wish she would have chose, chose a, different a different vehicle. Role. Yeah. A different vehicle. Yeah, she's got Aretha Franklin coming out. Oh, is she playing Aretha Franklin? She is. Oh, I, and Cynthia Erivo has something coming out, too. I saw Where she's that. playing, I thought also, isn't I she thought Aretha, Aretha Franklin? Franklin? Let, me, let me get out. Get out the Google because I, I thought I know, she was playing Aretha Franklin. And see, same thing. I know Jay Hud is doing it, but I don't know what Cynthia is doing. Let's okay. get this right. Now we have to uh, again and move on to the next thing. We got to talk about Prince Harry and Meghan. Can we just fit that in? We do, but do we need to say anything else about the Golden Globes? Or are you over it? I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. Hold on. I'm. I'm. I love when people say the Google. The Google. Yeah, I'm and done. First I'm done from with National that. Geographic's genius. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But they're both playing Aretha Franklin. They're both in different In different projects. Well, that'll be interesting because when I tell you, if there is somebody who can sing on the level of Jennifer Hudson and note for note match her in quality and skill, it is Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo is one of the best singers on earth. Well, she is. She's incredible. They're both so good, but they're so different. Very different, but both very talented. But uh, Aretha picked Jennifer Hudson to play her after she picked Halle Berry, and Halle was like, 
Halle Berry. She 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 didn't pick her, but there someone asked her and she said that she wanted Halle Berry to play her, which was ridiculous. Even though I love Halle, I know I but just she's, don't see her as a singer, and she's not. The and same she doesn't look anything like Aretha like Franklin. It. But Jennifer Hudson, <clears throat> Aretha Franklin, handpicked her, and um, Jennifer was saying recently this week that it's been difficult for her to try and match Aretha's voice, not just singing, yeah. but also just her speaking voice. Yeah. Um, but And also, Jennifer has a very powerful voice. Aretha Franklin had a lighter voice. Like yeah. She didn't have she as had much a of a strong, strong voice, but right. not as hit you in the face. It was a little more effortless yes. for Aretha. Whereas uh, Cynthia Erivo has that voice. Yeah. She can do that voice. Yeah. Whereas it's going to be challenging to see, it's going to be interesting to see if Jennifer Hudson can lighten it up yeah. for that. Because she normally comes in. One thing I will give her though, because in Cats, she showed that she can lighten that up if she wants to. She could have hit every note punching you in the face and she didn't. She pulled back on a lot of those notes. She can do it. Jennifer Hudson is just extraordinary, but so is Cynthia Erivo. I'll watch both those films. Oh, look at this. Aretha Franklin's son calls for boycott of biopic starring Jennifer Hudson. What? Mm-hmm. The Aretha Franklin family feud continues. Oh, we'll have to read about that later. <clears throat> yeah, their family. I, that was one of the other things I would love to do a film about, a doc about, is that the, the that family has such drama. Such oh. The father, the way he was killed. I don't need you to do nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. No. <laughs> Nothing else. Let's go on to I Harry and Meghan. I need you to rest. I know. Let's go on to Harry and Meghan. Ideas, ideas just pop into your mind. I know they do. You got enough. No. I'm a renaissance woman. No, you have conquered the world. <laughs> I'm you you display again. that every I'm day. I'm trying to keep you out of the doctor's <laughs> office. Jesus. Woo, Jesus. Let's talk about Harry and Meghan because I'm obsessed. I am too. You and I did together the Harry and Meghan wedding. Which was so which wonderful. Which was one of our funnest things ever it we really did. It really was. It was so much fun. Our little fascinators we and everything. Fascinate- it was so I much fun. I still have my fascinator. I still Love have it. mine too. So they're Love married. It. They're the best part of the royal family, bar none. And little, there's their son, um, little Archie's adorables. How cute is this kid? So cute. And they also get hell daily from the press Particularly in Meghan. Especially Megan, from they treat the her racist like crap. press, yes, who just are relentless. Yes, you know they blame her for not saying that she and Kate don't get along. Yes, or, or she's um, Fox News does this too. I don't know if you've noticed. They whenever they cover Meghan Markle, it's very negative. Very negative. You know, very negative. They talk. Well, they're about, Rupert Murdoch's little entity in it. Yes. Yeah. You know they 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 they've really um, and Prince Harry has really stepped up. Writing letters, you know, and speaking out in defense of Megan. Yes. And now, finally, the two of them announced. Um, Bitches, we moving. Yesterday, they said that we, we are stepping away from yes. the royal family. Our duties, we want to keep our name, yes. our title, rather. We're going to step away and we're going to move and we're going to live between North America. Well, they're going to be in Canada. They're going to be in Canada. And England. They're going to go back and forth. And here's the statement they put on Instagram. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family mm. and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. It is with uh, your encouragement, um, particularly over the last few years, that we feel prepared to make this adjustment. But here's the problem. Uh-oh. They ain't talked to the Queen. Now, when this came out... I was like, wow, because Harry is particularly close to his grandmother. Yeah. Um, the queen. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. How progressive of the queen to okay this. But apparently Buckingham Palace put out a statement shortly after this statement basically saying, we'll see. They ain't told us. Right. We, yeah. And then there are reports that the queen is sad, that Prince Charles is furious 
and I haven't heard how William. Feels. And there's a, there's, it's clear there's been sort of a rift between the. At least it seems like there's it been a rift between. It seems that them. way, but yeah. I just but we don't, don't know if know. that's true. I don't know if that's true because a lot of it has come from this tabloid. Yes, you know, and they lie British about press. Them. They do. They lie about her. Yes, and all of this. Stuff. And they want to make a rivalry that isn't real because Meghan Markle is no threat to Prince William's wife. Kate Middleton, Kate Middleton no is going to be queen. And There's see, nothing standing in the way of her being queen. After except her, for the death of her husband, if that happens. Or, no, because after her husband, all her kids are in line. I think right. Harry is seven. So she won't be queen, I'm saying. She's but going she'll to be queen. always be royalty. And she'll be queen mother. If, right. if God forbid, there was no William, she'd be queen mother. Yeah. The person who ain't never going to be queen is Meghan. So the, she, Meghan is not a threat Harry to Kate will Middleton. Never be king. He's seventh in line. The, he's after all of Prince William's kids. He got like four kids. Yeah. So the reality it would take is, some some freak disaster. Freak disaster for him. So Meghan is not a threat to the royal family. Why is the press so mean to her? Because I don't get it. Because she is black, and now her blood, like her, like her son Archie, the little, little is black now son. right, and so they have a problem with that. They yep. feel like she's soiled. You and know, they're the royal thing. family. The royal family comes from Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte. Who is black. Who, who was black. Was black. So you. it's already soil people. The people, the, the family is actually, I would say, heightened yeah. by the fact that it has in it the blood of African, of the, of the already, African Harry's continent. Harry's already got it's black It's already in him. there. Harry's already got black in him. Look how he acts. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. But <clears throat> what's interesting about this is I, I am, even though I'm happy for them because I think, and we saw this interview, I don't know if it was, it was in the fall sometime that Megan did with a British journalist where she was talking about how much pressure she's been under because of, and mental stress yeah. she's been under because of the constant badgering from the media. Treating her like Princess treating Diana her was like treated. that, which is why Harry is so sensitive to it. That's He's right. very protective of her and yep. now his son Archie. That's right. So... I'm just disappointed. They should move. I'm disappointed that they did not have a conversation with the queen. That we don't think. That they put out, that they, right, that they put out this statement, but the Buckingham Palace is saying. They didn't have a conversation. We didn't have a conversation. But here's the thing that would be so much fun. Having them in North America would be fabulous because they will become instantly the greatest, the biggest celebrities in the U.S. If even they are in able Canada, to, well, if they're able if to they're keep able to their title, it. if they can keep their title. But even if they didn't, Harry and Meghan are their own celebrities. They are huge, yeah. and I and and the 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 thirst that will be among the little Trumpies that want so badly to be Kennedys, that want so badly to be the Obamas, yeah. they want so badly to have the relationship yeah. that the that the Obamas have that. They're not ever going to be Kennedy, American Kennedys. Let's just be honest. That's yeah. not what they're going to be. Um, the American sort of public writ large is very connected to Hollywood and, and, and popular culture. And you cover this more than I do, so you would know better than I. But they don't fit in with the pop culture mainstream the way the Obamas do, the way the Kennedys do. Of they just not. don't. They don't. And so they want it bad. And I think they, when they went to England, when the whole family went with, except for the, the, the youngest Baron didn't go, but the rest of them went. There was an expectation that they were going to get photo ops with the young royals, which would have been great for their publicity. But the young royals were like, no, we're not yeah. going to take pictures with you. We're not going to hang with you. Whereas when the Obamas went, the Obamas were all up in the house. They were in William's that. home They're meeting cool. George. Why did, would you not want to be they, with the Obamas? Right. And Harry and Barack Obama, President Obama, are friends. Yeah. So they're, they have this access to that kind of that's and, and Trump apparently really well worships sort of royalty. Well, they can't get in. Here's the thing, though, because they 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 want to step away um, as senior members, right? They want to step back, but they want to maintain their title because 
I think that they believe, and rightfully so, that that is going because they they're going to step away from also money. Right. From the royals. So they've right. got to privately make money. they got to right. work. Yeah. It's not like they're going to go, you know, work a nine to five somewhere, you know, McDonald's or Walmart. Right. But they do have to. I think having those titles yeah. works in their favor when it comes to fundraising, working for charities, doing yeah. the things, the types of things that they want to do. You know, it does have a certain cachet with it that that will be beneficial to them. Yeah. You know, but they're supposedly going to move to Canada. Mm hmm. Um, part of the time, which is where Megan uh, was doing the show Suits from. So right. she was there for many years. Yep. Um, she had a nice house there. And they were that's where they would spend a lot of their time when they were courting, when yeah. he was courting her. Yeah. Um, before they got engaged, he would fly into Canada. She would, They would often get together with her friends from mm-hmm. the show Suits, which is why many of them were at the royal wedding. Yeah. And no one from Suits ever said a word about the two of them dating. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's got a Insiders. royal prince. That's right. You know, in her presence. Nothing. And they didn't say it. That's friendship. That's real friendship. That's friendship. Yeah. It never came out. No one ever knew. So that's why Canada, people are like, well, why Canada? Because I know you were saying South America. I mean, not South Africa. South Africa. Some people mm-hmm. were thinking that they were moved to California, you know, where her mother not was here, from. Not the way the U.S. Well, is right now. Well, yeah. But, no. but they're, of course, that's why they're not going to move to yeah. the U.S. But she mm-hmm. has got... Um, Quite a, a team of protectors and friends, Gail King being one of them. That's why I loved watching this story play out this morning with Gail King. Because Gail King, she does not play her hand. I love watching CBS this morning because she is so well-connected and so smart and brilliant. And I love watching her show, but she never plays her hand. Yeah. As far as like what's going on. You know she knows more about stuff right. going on and just because say. of you know who she is and who she has access to. But And they covered this story this morning. She was yeah. like, well, we'll see. We'll see. But I think that... The queen has to weigh in on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think she'll give him permission. I don't know. I don't know. If she, if she, if they're, if if Buckingham Palace is saying, we'll see. Yeah. But here's my problem for the, the here's the problem. Just having watched many seasons of The Crown, Mm. one of the challenges that the queen has always had is trying to balance their queen, the, the duty versus the happiness of her siblings, her sister, of her daughter-in-law, her son, you know, making him marry someone he didn't want to marry, not letting him marry mm-hmm. Camilla. She's had to do this over and over and over again. Right. And the question is, would she force them to stay in Britain where they're miserable? Well, I think the game would changer— Would she do it? I think the game changer for her, which we'll see in coming years of The Crown, is Princess Diana. Yes. And that death. Um, And everything she learned from that, she's even spoken about this. I don't know if she did in an interview, but she's been people have said that she changed. And that's why she's been so lenient with Harry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and so and why she's accepted the relationship that Charles has with Camilla. Because remember, the whole reason that that, you know, Princess Diana even happened is because there was a deep objection in the among the crown for him to marry Camilla in the get go. And so he he wouldn't have married somebody he didn't love. That's correct. And so he and and, uh, Princess Diana did not love each other and he was forced to marry her. I mean I think she loved him and wanted him to love her back and he didn't. I'm 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 sad that she went through that, but I'm so glad that we have William in here. 100. percent They're. And I mean, so it had to they happen. are a great future Sorry. for the royals. They are the great future of the royals. And I think Di- they Princess are. Diana was the best of the royals. But honestly. this is what bothers me, though. This is why I don't want Harry to step away completely. But I understand that. I think that they're planning to um, have another baby. Yeah. And so I think at at this state, this stage of their lives, while they're they have such a young family and they're trying to really lay their foundation as a family, that it is a good idea for them to step away. But my thing is, why did if they explain that to the queen, yeah, why did they have to go behind her back? 
I don't know that they went behind her back. Would they have put something that public on Instagram without ever having Buckingham said anything? Buckingham Palace. They could be just literally just trying to throw shade. Why would we Buckingham Palace do that? They don't know the what, queen was sh- they don't. represent the queen. They wouldn't do that. They must have known something. They stand on formality. They would not put out something without the queen's approval. But I wonder if Princess and Harry I'm talking about and Buckingham Meghan, Palace. Right, but Harry and Meghan's people would not have put out anything without ever having said anything to the queen. They must have had some conversation. But then why did Buckingham Palace counter that? Because they're trying to undercut them. They're trying to undercut them. Why would they do that? Why did they undercut Princess Di? Why that they was, undercut her? But they've learned from that, and she has a close relationship with Harry. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> let those people move to let them move to Canada. Uh, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Let them live what they want. We need to get Beretta on this. <laughs> Beretta's dead. Long dead. <laughs> we need to get Cannon on this. We need, <laughs> we need to get Christy Love These on this, are man. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Columbo. Columbo. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Well, we know it's going to be an interesting 2020, uh, Miss Jackie. What? This is going to be an interesting 2020. We got so much to look forward to or, look, or be terrified of. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to be spicy. It is, but I'm going to be watching. I hope that they do move to Canada because then we have to go and do our show from Canada. Ma'am. When they're, we have to do an entire show. 100%. When they're, when they're in town. Yes. When they move there, we yes. have to do a show there. And hopefully they'll be on the, if they're on the Vancouver side, then we can do that in L.A. Because her mom is in L.A. So I'm assuming they're going to be on that side. Her not mom has the, been in, and her mom was living in, in L.A., Lon- but she moved to London. To London. Right. No, they're going to do Are they going to do Toronto? Yeah, because oh. that's where... Then they'll be close to us in New York. Yeah, right. That's like a hop, skip, and a jump away. Yes, it is. For us Royals watchers. Yeah, but some people were speculating, is she going to play herself? Because is she going to have to go back to acting? I don't think she's going... I think she's done with acting. I don't think she's going back to acting either. But either. if she did, she'd come in at a much higher level than she was before. Yeah. Because before she was like a sort of not that hugely famous. Yeah, yeah. She's now very famous, obviously. Very famous. Different level. I don't think she's going but back to But I doubt she would do that. Yeah. I could more see her doing what Michelle Obama is doing yes. and being a behind a the producer, scenes producer a creator behind, of content yes, yes. she's been uh, collaborating with department stores she created a clothing line yeah. um she's been she's going to be behind the scenes yeah. she's not going to be an I actress. think so too cuz yeah. she listen before she got engaged to um, Harry and this is when I knew it was serious because I used to follow this website she had called the Tig and right. it was a lifestyle website and she talked about wine and food right. and clothes and it was fabulously done and then I went on there one day and it was like we're no longer you know this is over this is over and I was like she's getting engaged she's getting engaged and that is what happened she had to shut it down so she definitely has that background I'm so fascinated by all of this I'm excited about it I'm excited about them too they're my favorite royals well let's talk about Jillian Michaels and Lizzo okay <laughs> Jillian Michaels is the lady with the weight loss stuff, She's right? She's the fitness person who was on started out. I think she her claim to fl- fame was the biggest loser. She was one of the coaches on there, but then no. she really went off, wrote a lot of books. She's had different reality shows. Oh, she's on the commercials. Yeah, she's on the commercials. Yes. Um she does a lot of different things. Well, she has come under fire this week because People have been coming for her on social media because she basically criticized Lizzo, basically saying, why are we celebrating her body? She was like, this is what she said. It, is, it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Ooh. I love her music. My kids love her music. But there's never a moment where I'm like, and I'm so glad that she's over weight and then she did this on a talk show she made these comments and then after she got all this flack from people she doubled down oh she was like i I, i'm paraphrasing but basically was like i stand by what i say oh and weight loss is her thing 
It really is her thing. Interesting. And here's my thing on this, and you you can weigh in. I, but my thing is, listen, I've interviewed Jillian Michaels. She seems lovely. I know she is hardcore, you know, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to fitness. You know, she's this has been a part of her life for a long time. I get what she's saying about um, not celebrating you know, someone being overweight and people needing to needing to focus on their health, right? But here's my issue. Why is she coming for Lizzo? I don't think that we celebrate Lizzo because of her weight. I think we celebrate Lizzo because she loves herself right. in spite of anything that's going on. Not only is she you know, the size that she is. And she's a beautiful woman, but she's also battling depression. Right. You know what I mean? She has some mental health issues. She has a lot of stuff that she's dealing with and she's overcoming everything. And she's out there brilliantly night after night on stage performing and rising to the highest level. So, I mean, I don't know why Jillian Michaels decided to, you know, I do know why, because I think Jillian Michaels has really not been in the news a lot. And so now when I saw her double down, I said, she's trying to have a moment. Yep. On Lizzo's she's trying to She's trying to react to have a moment. Yeah. And the thing that's so terrible about it, to me personally, is that, um, as you said, Lizzo is having her moment. Don't step on it. Don't step on her, right. her, don't her joy it. and don't diminish it. And the thing is, what is she saying? Is, is she saying that should she be kicking herself for being big, even right. though she's so successful? Right. Should she be downing herself, hating herself? She's proud of who she is. She's proud of her body. She's proud of herself, and God bless her. And she, she should loves be. It. Here's a woman who is fighting depression, right, which is something that you deal with almost every day. Right. And here she is beating up on her, talking right. about, telling her basically you should not be proud and of And telling your body. her you should be down on yourself and you should be upset with yourself and you should be trying to lose weight and focus on that. Focus on my favorite, my important thing. Right. Better than your thing. Her thing, she's a musician. She's a, a, a per. She's a performer. Get off her coattails. Make it on your own. Yeah. Leave her alone. And she's happy with herself. God bless her. Leave her alone. And let me tell. And let me say. And by this. the way, as somebody by the way who's fighting my weight right now too, it's offensive to hear somebody like Jillian Michaels who it's easy for her to drop off pounds because yeah. whatever maybe you know the her, she's been blessed with uh, fast metabolism or whatever. It's easy for her to be a stick for people who are struggling with their weight. And we don't know if Lizzo is even struggling with her weight. By the way, she might just be this happy girl's with what on she stage is. every night. Have you seen? You saw her Saturday yes, night. We saw dancing. her. She puts and it she in. Happy. She got the boobs out. She's happy with the way she is. The so maybe she's not. Thong. Okay, she might not be even struggling with her weight. But for people who are, that's demoralizing to hear a little stick tell you that you should be unhappy with yourself the way you are. Leave her alone, Jillian. Sorry. It is because Walk away. losing weight, health and fitness does not come easy no. for everybody. Some people, it does come easy for them, and God bless them. Yeah. But for a lot of people, it's hard. I used to be one of those. I used to be a little stick. I used to be able to eat four cheeseburgers and be skinny. I'm not that person anymore. No. And when you're struggling with your weight, the last thing you want to hear is a little skinny person saying, why can't you just focus on losing weight? You're going right. to get diabetes. You know what? Shut up. Yeah. Leave her alone. As long as she's healthy and she's happy, she's happy. most importantly. Yes. You know exactly. what I mean? Leave her and, and she don't even know her. Does she know, you know, what her cholesterol level right. is? Does she, she even know whether or not Lizzo is unhealthy? Exactly. She don't know. I'm disappointed. And in speaking Jillian. of that, the people and the, well, we, with the, 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 this one, I, you know, I have so many feelings. The, the people, the two people, one of whom is black, came for Blue Ivy. Girl. This child is a baby. Was she, seven? She had her little birthday, put out her cute little picture. Yeah, her mom posted a picture, and this brother, he started this, I think. I'm not sure. It was a black man. Film critic K. Austin Collins. Yeah. Responded to the tweet saying, I have a feeling the Jay-Z oh, no. face jeans are about to really yeah, yeah. hit Blue Ivy, and I feel sorry for her. And Violet then, Luca. Yeah, a web editor for Harper's replied to Collins' tweet saying, they haven't already. 
Mm. I couldn't. And Luca, Luca added, or she'll just get plastic surgery at 16, a la Kylie Jenner, and we'll all have to pretend that she always looked that way. I can't allow myself to feel too sorry for the incredibly rich. So here's the the bottom line. Um, there's a special place in hell for people who attack a little girl yeah. for her looks. Yeah. Blue Ivy is adorable and always has been adorable. So cute. She's so cute. People used to come for her for her hair. Everything. People used to come for everything. Leave that child alone. She is a baby. And if you're attacking a little child's looks, you are a bad person. I agree. And this is why I have a problem with people who make a living off of saying mean things about other people. Yeah. Because when you open the door for that, then you open the door for people to think it's okay to attack children. Because people on social media, a lot of them are just trying to get clicks. They're trying to get clicks. You know what I mean? They're just like, let me let me get out here and be controversial it's and like get It's like the clicks. Jillian Michaels thing. It's riding on someone more famous yes. than you. Yes. Um, we should note that Chaos and Collins apologized for the tweets. And I'm sorry about the blue I don't accept his apology. Joke no. He did add black. Black girls in particular deserve better. But brother, you should have known you that before known you that. did that. You How black. are you as a black man going to talk about a black girl? Hey, and but and going after her her looks, she's a child. And also, all little kids are cute. Leave her alone. And, and she's, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. I don't even mm. get what they're talking about. Envy, jealousy, the man, because she's rich. You know, it's not her fault she's rich. Her parents are famous. You're not. Leave her I alone. I can't wait until she's old enough to clap back. To finally say which. And she's a little kid. I know. There's nothing you should ever say mean about a little kid ever it's so mean but i love that uh, you remember people used to do this to the obama girls yes they they, did when they were little kids who were in the white house they did it with chelsea clinton when she was a little kid rush limbaugh called her the family dog and he's never apologized to chelsea clinton for that you know people feel free to attack people's kids because they don't like their parents yeah and that's and that's not right that's why we don't talk about baron and that's once you're an adult yeah free game girl let me tell you something my kids are grown and i still am very reluctant to put to tag them on Instagram or tag should, them, because and I don't tell say their yeah. names on Twitter, and I don't say it on this show. My daughter's name. They can't. De- they they get trolled because yeah. people don't like me, which is criminal. But here's what I love: a bunch of black women on Instagram changed their profile pictures to pictures of themselves when they were little girls in solidarity with Blue That's Ivy. I love that that happened. Oh, wow. If you put a picture of my, me when I was seven years old, I was a little tomboy with my hair all over Girl. my head and crazy thick glasses. I would be trolled if Listen. I was a little seven-year-old right now yeah. on, and there was Twitter when yeah. I was a kid. So that's not Child, cute to me. My hair had half fallen out from a bad perm. It was just, I was looking crazy. I, looked crazy. I, looked, I was crazy looking at seven. So, yeah, I But I was cute. <laughs> All I was little kids cute. are cute. All little kids are All cute. All kids are cute. All children All of them. And cute. nobody should pick on children. No, never. It is the lowest of the low. And There's it's hard a enough special being place a kid. in hell. Special place in it hell. It is hard enough. It's hard enough. enough being a kid. Other kids pick on you. Well, this we is don't know why, what she's dealing with. And this is why a lot of children, we read these horrific stories of kids killing themselves. Suicide, yes. You know, because they couldn't stand. And, you know, the hateration, the yeah. hate, hatred coming from Oh, and from girl, social media has social made it much media. worse. Yeah. Kids can now troll about. other kids on social yes, media. they target them. It yes. is so mean. It's bad. People, parents need to, and these are grown-ass people adults. we're talking about. These aren't even kids. I was going to say parents need to check their kids, but these are grown-ass people. These people. Shame on them. Shame I on do, them. what's his name? Luca. I do not no, accept your Luke apology. The girl. He's his name is Kay Austin Collins. I don't accept his apology. Vanity Fair film critic. So we got to trust he him. Should film be fired. criticism. He should be fired. Are we supposed to listen to what he thinks about movies, Child. knowing he thinks little black girls are no. ugly? Mm-hmm. No, it's why things like uh, Queen and Slim don't get the attention that Correct. they deserve. Because he probably is like he, side Because he should be fired. Side iron. Give me a piece of paper. Let me start a petition. <laughs> I hate him. Let's do something more positive, which is to thank Moselle Wines. Yes, yes, yes. yes. 
Wine our church. wine god. Our wine god. So thank you for the wine. What are we drinking today? What's what is that saying there? Encontro. Encontro. We loved it. It's a lovely red. It's, it's quite a, tasty. It's a baga blend. It's a baga blend. Uh, we appreciate it. And Wine Church, of course, is an educational wine home delivery service created by Moselle Watson, yes. the wine god. Yes. And each month, the wine god will send you four whole bottles of wine with a personalized wine sermon, tasting notes, and food recommendations to help you understand wine and identify your palate. And how do you get it cheap? Jackie Reed. Well, you use the promo code READ, that's R-E-I-D, for 15% off. Say yes. what? 15% money, money, money. off your three-month subscription. That's Drinking good health. Promo code READ, R-E-I-D. Just go to winesbymoselle.com. That's M-O-Z-E-L dot Fabulous. Well, this has been fun. Welcome back, Jackie Reed. Welcome back, kiddo. It's good to see you, cousin. It's great to see you, cousin. We had a good time, and we will be back now every week, and uh, we love being back here. It's so much fun. This is relaxing for me. It is. This This is the one thing that you can do. (laughs) the one thing you can do. This is the only thing Jackie will let me do. This is it. Other than that, that's it. But other than doing this, you can catch Jackie Reed on New York Live in the New York area, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. The Hub today in Boston at 12.30 p.m. I'm a little depressed that I can't add... The thing I used to say, which was the Tom Jordan Morning Show, because that's the other thing that happened last year. The Tom Jordan Morning Show ended, so that's one less job for you. I know. Which is crazy because you have 1,400 jobs. You also can catch Jackie on Serious Progress on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern and Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern for Inside Her Story. Uh, Who are you interviewing? Who's your next Inside Her Story? Oh, boy. I have three women. We are talking about the Harvey Weinstein and R. Kelly. He's in court right now. Yes, he is. We're talking about that and R. Kelly. Did you see Harvey Weinstein trying to limp into court, trying to get sympathy? Man, stand up straight. Please, get up. Stop. You're rich. Walk straight. He's Hmm. what? Is he 57 years old? He's in his 50s. Stand up and stop Stop trying to act like you're 60. He ain't even 60. He ain't even 60. Stop Stop it. He didn't have no walker when he was. And we don't feel sorry for you, Harvey. At all. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about that. We're talking about, and you'll love this, um, black women in the workspace and, and who work in corporate and how, like, uh, the, this woman wrote a survivor's guide after the whole Gabrielle Union yes. situation. Yes. How black women dealing in corporate have a certain situation that we have to deal with. Yes. Um, she wrote a book about that. And then we talk about there were two heartbreaking cases over the holiday. The young boy who got... Um, the young man who got accepted to Georgia Tech, and they ruled that he committed suicide by throwing himself in front of a train. Oh, God. There was a woman in Boston who killed herself and her two children, um, uh, throwing them off of a parking garage and then oh herself. So we talked about just mental health yeah. and depression and how we all need to look out for each other and look for those signs, talk about the signs and everything. So it's a really good show um, because we talk about a lot of important stuff. Yeah. And I touch on the Golden Globes and the speeches that the women Make, but also let me just mention don't forget to follow me on Vegan Sexy Cool. I was just gonna say, as the one thing left off, we have to add this because, yes, Vegan Sexy Cool, and you can learn how to eat well and still not be hungry if you have to be a vegan. If you yes. feel like you gotta save the animals, yes. go on Vegan and Sexy the environment. Cool and where to get cute boots, yes, where to get it's, cute clothes. It's fashion, it's beauty, it's lifestyle, it's everything. You can be a vegan, and today we had vegan lunch, and I didn't Wait. die. I had a persimmon. You didn't even know, but the look on your face when you realized it was a vegan when, lunch. We, we had, had lunch a today. We had a meeting, and they said, oh, but we made it vegan. And my face went, <laughs> no you, bacon. Oh, my God. Um, you were so upset. But you loved the food. The food was delicious. The food was delicious. And this weekend, if you catch me on uh, uh, AM Joy. You're going to promote yourself? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> and this weekend, you can catch my cousin on AM Joy. That's on MSNBC. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) 
<laughs> from 10 a.m. Eastern time until noon. Joanne, <laughs> who's going to be on your show this week? I weekend? got so excited that I almost jumped in and My just said it myself. God. We have a couple interviews this week to Miss Jackie Reed. I'm sorry, I was so excited. I almost jumped in and said it. So we have Michael Harriet on. You know Michael Harriet? Yes. I'm obsessed with him. We love him. He's the Samuel L. Jackson of columnists, okay? Yes. He is hardcore. He's been on Read This, Read That before a long time ago talking about Game of Thrones. Yes, that's right. He's, he had Dem Thrones. He is fabulous from Dem Thrones. So he is, uh, he did an interview or he did a, a, a an in-depth piece with this guy, uh, with this other reporter um, about Pete Buttigieg and all the cop stuff in South Bend, Indiana. Oh. The cop thing is real. People don't talk about that a People lot. People don't talk about it a lot, but they went in. They interviewed former police officers. They talked about the fact that black officers were not getting promoted in South Bend. And their take, now this is their take, this is these black police officers' take on what was going on at the time wow. when Mayor Buttigieg, he's no longer mayor, he finished in December. That's the other thing that happened in December. Yeah. He finished his term, his former lieutenant, I think his deputy mayor is now mayor. But um, Michael Harriet um, and his partner in doing the Jonathan Larson is the other guy's name. They went in really? and they got documents and they so it's a pretty in depth story. We did invite Mayor Buttigieg on. We have not been able to land him yet to, to respond to it. Yeah. But we're going to have him on this week. It's going to be interesting. And the other big interview this weekend is Tony Schwartz. We've had him on before. Yeah. But Tony Schwartz knows more about Donald Trump than almost anybody else. And we're going to talk about him because did you see his little speech he gave? No. He was slurring and it was weird and. We want to talk to some folks who actually know him. We have a few Trump insiders who are going to be on that are going to talk about um, that are going to talk about how he's responding to both this dang dang near war that he's yeah. pushed us toward with Iran, um, but also impeachment. Which Miss Nancy with her Nancy Pelosi clap, Nancy she's clap. like, baby, you're not getting the impeachment right now, Senate. I'm so sorry. No, mm-hmm. and now John Bolton is going to testify, right? Well, they're trying to get him to. I know that they did pass a a war in a war resolution in the House, which says he can't go to war without permission from Congress. We'll see how that goes in the Senate. But I'm that still watching pass. the yeah. If they if that Bolton testifies, I don't know. No, it passed today. Passed the House. How, no, I was saying the, not Senate. the Senate. Yeah, we don't yeah, know about the no, Senate. Um, but that is what's happening this weekend. I did interview Cory Booker at the Wing this past week. Uh, he was great. He got a great reception. The Wing is, of course, an all... It's like a WeWorks before yeah, women. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. I'm oh, embarrassed yeah. to say. Yeah. Very it's embarrassed fabulous. to say. Fabulous. It's like two stories of... <laughs> all women, you know, stuff. And it's it, it was pretty cool. I was saying they... I was, I was rubbing my hand to say they need to do more things with women of color up in there. They do. And they did talk about it. So Aisha Moody Mills does a lot of sort of... She works with them on stuff. So she's trying to oh, create good. more opportunities to have women of color and to have people of color involved. I like hearing Right that. now, it's not like super... But the, the woman that I spoke with who was sort of their kind of chief officer of like sort of outreach and everything is a woman of color. She's mm-hmm. of Indian American extraction. So it's it, they're trying to bring in, I think, they're trying to get more. And so. actually, their CFO is black. She's actually Guyanese-American. What? She's my fellow Guyanese. And she's she a, knew? She might be, but she's the CFO. That okay. I, yeah, I got her card on the way out the door. Good. I think, uh, and the woman who's the, tw- she's a 32-year-old CEO, is trying to really expand it mm-hmm. and really get more people of color, more women of color involved. So we'll see if they are able to do it. I might be doing some stuff with them coming up. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope so. I like but yeah, that. And Cory Booker was the first cis male ever to speak there. They'd never have had a man do a speech. Oh, and he was the was first him. to do it. They, I don't know. Well, actually, they polled their members to find out who they wanted to talk to. He won, and he was quite good. He got a huge reception. Yeah. They really enjoyed him, and he was really like good. He kind of came across like a pastor. My fellow vegan. And I did try to pitch him for Vegan Sexy Cool, so I gave him the whole Vegan Sexy Cool rundown. Girl, now, I'm not a vegan, but I did the best I could Listen. to get him for Vegan Sexy Cool. I'm going to book him. Book him. Thank you. Book him, Dano. Book Booker. Book <laughs> That does it. <laughs> was Rosario Dawson there? No. <laughs> that does it for us for 
read this, read that. Tell your friends to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and read this, read that. And if you're on Twitter, leave off the last T for saving. You're shouting. I don't know. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> you're asking leading questions. I'm not. <laughs> Oh,